Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation with guests who I have stayed connected with over the last 30 years, all experts in their areas. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision, so my guests and I are charged with answering just one thing for you. Knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So sit back, enjoy the listen as we conversate for your growth. Okay, so thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, two things have actually happened for you. The first is you've taken the best first step toward improving some situation or some outcome you're experiencing in your own world. The second thing is by tuning in, you've actually proven to yourself that outside confidential coaching can benefit your personal and professional growth. So congratulations. Now, in the course of our conversation, you're going to discover a couple things. One is that we make sales make sense, and sometimes we make life make sense. And we do it with a very practical and easy-to-understand approach. And I try to give you, air quotes, nuggets you can carry with you each day and apply as you face certain situations. But I'm going to ask you to do more than just take that first step. I'm going to ask you to take the next very easy step toward improvement. So think of the podcast as the concert you attend. I want you to get the backstage pass experience. I want you to get to know the band, experience the whole event, benefit from the backstage experience. This time it will be the backstage experience of your life and it will change you for the better. It will change your life. I made the backstage pass experience very easy for you. Just go to the show description, click on the link that reads support the show. That's the doorway to your all access backstage experience. And you get to pick from three backstage pass experiences, which is really an interaction with me one-on-one and choose what fits best for you. Do it now. You'll thank yourself later. Now today we're going to be talking about building, keeping, and growing teams. And I've been doing this for over 30 years. I spent 30 years in the capacity of sales, sales management, executive leadership. I've built my own business. And I can honestly say I'm one of the few people you'll ever encounter that in 30 years has always met their objectives. I've never not met my objectives. So there's a lot I can offer you in terms of expertise. And today, I boil it into five tips for sales leaders. Now, the reality is, if you're a leader of any kind, you may not be in sales. Uh, it's It's a tip for leadership. It's focused on sales, but you can make the translation into other areas uh, in particular. So when you think about um, building, keeping, and growing teams, it's a, it's really a, it's a lost art in some respects. So here are my five tips. Looking back over the last 30 years, the first tip is take hiring back in-house. Make it personal. Take it back in-house. And I'm comparing it to any of the online uh, job boards, job search uh, services that are out there. The job boards, the online services, they cannot replace your instincts for what you need. And I always find it funny that when you sign up for these job boards, how the minute you finish, you suddenly get 75 candidates for your position. And to me, that's 75 pieces of junk because you can't tell me 75 top qualified prospects were just suddenly waiting and were only waiting for you to sign up for the job board. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I would recommend you look for quality, not quantity. Take hiring back in-house. The job boards are going to give you what I call keyword candidates. And those are folks that maybe know how to fill out the profile, get the keywords. Maybe the keywords have to do with the city that you sit in, not the quality of the candidate. Who knows? But it is not going to be a replacement for finding top quality candidates. You'll get candidates. You might get lucky and you might find a few good ones. But chances are you're going to have to sift through a lot to get to quality. And you won't even know at some point you become numb. So take the responsibility of hiring back in-house and try to get more personally involved as early in the process as you can in screening and pre-screening candidates. Uh, The second focus on this is to build the right sales team. And the way you do that is, number one, you look at internal hiring processes. There are internal candidates that are perfect for you, and you wouldn't even know it until you you know post a job internally. So keep your eye open for the, the golden nuggets that are within your organization already, and look for the internal hiring. And then obviously the external hiring, we, we talked about that. And the way you get proficient of this, so you're not you know, internally, you run the risk of, is somebody transferring a problem into your department? Uh, is there slightly a little bit of nepotism because they work here, I have to hire them? So what you want to do is you want to build a very objective profile. You need to know what the top candidates look like before you've ever met them. So build a profile. And here are the four areas that I use uh, for hiring uh, and building teams that are uh, always successful for me. I start with um, the first is they have to have a strong sales focus. The second is they have to demonstrate high levels of achievement. The third is they need to demonstrate a record of stability. And the fourth is they have to have tremendously strong attention to detail. And I look for those characteristics. If I don't see those characteristics, uh, and they're not all weighted equally, but if I don't see those characteristics, I just keep looking until I find them, because they are out there. The next area, the next tip, uh, is that um, you have to have a compensation plan that completely is clear and easy to understand for your employees. And it has to do a couple of things. The compensation plan, in my opinion, should over-reward top performers. They should make wild amounts of money and be able to reach that objective and reach that overperformance and want to continue to reach that because success is very contagious. Top performance becomes contagious. Over-reward your top performers. The other, uh, the middle aspect of that is that you should fairly reward those that meet your expectations. If they meet their goal, it's a fair compensation plan. It still keeps them engaged and motivated and they can make a good living and it's fair. And then on the low end, it should positively eliminate underperformance. And it it will become obvious to those that are underperformers that they can't make a living here because they don't want to make a living here. And the compensation plan is not something that drives them towards that next level. So it should positively eliminate underperformance. The next area is it comes down to expectations and you need to set clear expectations And you need to set fair expectations. And the the really important tip with expectations is, as a leader, keep in mind, the expectations should be at the end of that cycle. So if it's an annual expectation, if it's a mid-year expectation, you're measuring what it should look like at the end, 
So you can't have those expectations from day one. You're building towards those. And a really great thing to do is involve the whole group. Explain the expectations that corporate expects. Ask them for their input. What's the best way to get there? I have to assign these objectives to everyone, me included, and let's brainstorm and figure out the best way to reach those. You'll be surprised how easy it is to meet expectations when the group is involved. They have something uh, vested in it. The next tip is to, when it comes to expectations, it's kind of a subset of that, but as a leader, you have to inspect what you expect. And what I mean by that is you set these expectations You have to check to make sure things are moving towards that progression. Always talk about the expectations and the progress each person is making towards that end goal or the lack of progress. It's okay to do that. Um, But if you just set an expectation and never revisit, you have people wandering. Wandering gets you nowhere. And it's okay to schedule regular meetings that are expectation meetings. Don't make them long and drawn out. The person is either... On track or off track, it's that simple. And it's very fair to talk to folks who are off track and say, I need to either lower my expectations of you or you need to increase your performance. And if I lower my expectations, it's headed towards poor performance. It's not a good thing. So that's okay. And and there's a trick to learn how to confront without confrontation. And it boils down to talking about the expectations, keeping things that are personal or subjective out of the conversation, and making sure that everybody's on board from the beginning. And then finally, the bonus uh, tip is to exercise accountability. And what I mean by exercising accountability, everybody's accountable to something, some measurement, but don't let poor performance linger. It's bad for everyone. And it's not a personal thing when someone isn't performing to where they should, but that conversation has to be had. And my recommendation with poor performance, when you let poor performers linger on it, it really takes the motivation out of the high-end performers. Why would they work harder if poor performance is allowed? It can't be allowed. And I would suggest that you reprimand behind closed doors. If someone isn't performing well, start with a conversation, explain Here are the expectations up here. Here's your performance down here. Tell me what's going on. There could be something going on in that person's personal life. Um, And personal distractions happen. They shouldn't interfere with work, but they do. But you need to understand what the motivation is. People don't set out to perform poorly. They don't want to have bad interactions with their boss. Let them know you're, you're noticing a poor performance And you'd like to help change it if it's possible, but what's going on? But do it behind closed doors. Now, with praise, I want you to get in the habit of a couple of things. There's four things. You need to obviously get in the habit of praise uh, because as a leader, many times we tend to just look at what isn't happening. um, And it's really important to, to, to really make a point of looking for things that are happening or are close to what you expect to happen and praise that. So praise should happen in in four ways. It should happen regularly, on a regular basis. It should happen specifically. Be very specific with your praise. Um, Not just good job, but I noticed that you exceeded your sales call objective for last week. Great job on that. That's really specific. It should happen sincerely. 
you need to you need to make sure you're very sincere with praise because otherwise it comes off as being phony. It's worse than giving somebody a reprimand. So be sincere. Insincerity gets flushed out. And finally, get in the habit of praising publicly. Public praise is good. People like that, and pe- and people who aren't getting it want it. They'll find a way to raise their own bar. So those are my tips. I said five tips. I believe I gave you six. But the nice thing is we offer one-day seminars as well as ongoing training for each of these six tips. So if you're not good at any of them or some of them, we can help you. And you'll find if you set up your Backstage Pass experience that we'll be able to help you bring better situations into your work environment. Thanks again for joining us. I look forward to next time. So that's a wrap for now. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. And remember, do yourself a favor. Set up your own backstage experience. Get your backstage pass because it's a backstage pass to your own success. Look for the support the show link in our episode description and set it up today. And while you're there at the show description, be sure to do yourself a favor. Click on the Instacart link and sign up immediately to begin enjoying the benefits of the Instacart online shopping experience. Shop from all your favorite stores, set up contactless delivery, and get your goods in up to an hour, plus free shipping on first orders over $35 when you join from our link. I look forward to helping you create your own backstage experience and unleashing the greatness you are already after, the greatness you must be in search of or you wouldn't have found our conversation. Better can be yours, and it's only one click away. Let me leave you with the words from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to.